Welcome to week 12 of the FPL podcast. I'm your host, the commissioner. I'm joined by the lovely Justin Erb. Hello. Where are you these days, Justin? Where am I not? I'm here, I'm there, I'm everywhere. And I also don't know where I'm going with this bit. <laughs> uh, but I'm happy to be back on the podcast. Um, we had, I think we're both doing this sober, and that has never been one of our better episodes. So uh, we'll see how it goes. I'm doing, I'm doing this sober in a room full of echoes. So yes, we will see indeed how this goes. Um, so let's talk about week 11. Um, we, uh, we lost. What are your, uh, initial thoughts and reactions? So I was actually flying and I didn't see any of this and I landed only to get this update. Uh, I'm still processing it. I, I just, you know, it's apparently impossible for me to land a QB anymore in this league. I thought I got one, and I see what happens. I just I can't have nice things. That seems to be the story for 2020. Yep, and you know it's it's uh it's not like it just hurts my one quarterback. I, I have Tyler Boyd and I guess the corpse of AJ Green to account for as well. So uh, at least AJ Green got a touchdown. So there's that. Yeah, there's a lot of uh, a lot of dominoes that are going to fall with this. Uh, you mentioned those two receivers, and uh, T. Higgins also uh, falling by the wayside. I, I have a lot of uh, exposure to Boyd and, and Higgins, and it's not looking good for the rest of the season. But uh, we'll see what um, checks notes Ryan Finley can do. I'm sure, that'll work out. I can't believe that was their backup quarterback going into the year. That's trash. Um, the Denver Broncos would love to have Ryan Finley o- over whoever the hell is their backup. <laughs> who, who is their backup? Um, Mark Rippon's nephew now. I don't, oh, right, right, right. Yeah. Uh, he should be the starter because Drew Locke is an abomination, but it's a topic for another time. Um Speaking of the Broncos, I just wanted to go back uh, to last week. Um, You and I both have been talking about how great Jerry Judy is. Um, Any thoughts on uh, Grooms moving him to the the good guys division to Adam? I mean, first, did you see that one play where he faked the nine route? (laughs) So good, right? How could you trade that guy? Um. Yeah, that trade feel like it, it happened a long time ago. Remind me, what was the trade again? It was uh, Presto's first and Jerry Judy for Stefan Diggs. Yes, I was upset with Groom. That was a hell of a trade. That was a good move on his part. I think it's the time of the year when you got to make a call. Do you go in? Are you going to take a shot at this? Or are you going to stand on the sidelines? Clearly, Adam has better things to do, and he's not going to be participating, but Groom's going all in. Yeah, it, it's definitely a push for now. Um, I I thought it was funny 
that um you know a little behind the scenes group <laughs> asked me whether or not my uh my judy take was a, a shtick just because um i was trying to get into his head or what i really thought of the deal um i i think it was a good move for what both teams are trying to accomplish but uh you got if you're not playing head games with the other owners in the FPL, I don't know what you're doing. <laughs> I mean, Judy does obviously seem pretty talented, but uh, he also does seem like those guys that's gonna like just screw you at the worst possible time with a hamstring. Yeah, that's a uh, that's like what Julio's known for. Yes. Um, so uh, speaking of being. One of those uh, people going for it. We had a uh, trade this morning. Um, I moved Ryan Tannehill, Darius Slayton, and my second round pick for essentially Rogers. Renfro was just kind of a ad to keep uh, someone from having to cut someone. But uh, what were your thoughts on that deal? I want to talk about you getting Renfro. That is a <laughs> big deal. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I I was upset when I saw the trade, so I think that's a sign that you made a good move. Um, I, I like that you know you're sitting fourth in the division and you're you're calling your shots, you're pushing your chips in, and you're going for it. I, I think Rodgers was the only decent available quarterback um, that you could actually obtain without giving up half of your team. So, uh, kudos to you sitting on the broken. I, phrasing is awkward. Um, not sitting on the broken thumb of Matt Stafford, but <laughs> having the broken thumb of Matt Stafford guide my team. Uh, I wish I had Rogers right now. I'll say that. So, uh, how are you feeling? Um, I got. I have quite a few points I want to hit, but the first one, you bringing up Renfro. I think uh, Renfro is my NFL doppelganger. Um, Scrawny, unathletic, white guy who's balding, you know, just unassuming, but a fierce fierce force over the middle, you know. (laughs) That's what I'm about. Um, I really thought you were going to go with Carson Wentz. (laughs) Just... I mean, I guess in a way, um, leading up to this deal, I was like Carson Wentz where I was just chucking up offer after offer, um, which leads into my second point that, uh, you know, I've been trying to work a a deal with a couple of different owners who have proved to be uh, challenging and uh, were dragging their feet. And, you know, Ron and I, we had come together on this deal, uh, um, I think Sunday night. Um, but, uh, we, we we're just discussing how we our, our deals always seem to work out for the both of us. You know, we're both trying to help each other and it's, uh, usually not something that happens in the FPL. Um, so, you know, it was, it was fun. I wish him, him best of luck in his, uh, uh, playoff push. But, um, from my standpoint, I get a little bit of a bump at, quarterback which is something I wanted um about five points per game so far for uh Rodgers over Tannehill um he's got a pretty good playoff schedule coming up and uh you know maybe I'm overthinking it but uh Fox has a lot of uh Packers in his lineup so 
you know, it's a little bit of a counter to who I see as the uh, favorite in our division if I right now. So. Better, it might sound like the collusion is what I'm hearing in that trade. Collusion? That's <laughs> messing up. Um, yeah, on the Ronnie side, I didn't hate the trade either. Tannehill, I think, is looked better than I thought he was going to this year. He clearly wasn't a fluke, and Slayton's a solid get at one point in time. So I think for Ronnie, it definitely makes sense considering Rodgers is going to be sitting on the bench next year for Jordan Love. Yeah, and uh, just to add on that, uh, Slayton's got a really good uh, rest of schedule um, coming up. So he, uh, when I asked if he, if I could help his wide receiver situation, he said, I don't know if you can beat Keelan Cole, Hunter Renfro, and McCole Hardman, um, which, which apparently I, I was able to do. And then, uh, yeah, Tannehill has been solid. I'll kind of miss the uh, Tannehill, uh, A.J. Brown stack. Um, that was fun because you get to watch three quarters of Tannehill not throwing the ball whatsoever. And then all of a sudden, A.J. Brown just goes off and, you know, he takes Tannehill's points with him. But uh, Well, uh, since you've already uh, parted with half of that stack – I think you're more liberated to develop the other side of that coin. Yeah. Um, Herb has been working on me for close to two years about getting the, uh, the old Miss Rebels back together of uh, Metcalf and, uh, and AJ Brown. But I think, so good. I think you're going to have to settle for the, the Rebel stack of uh, Metcalf and, and Dante Moncrief. It seems so. You want Joe Burrow? I I won't say no. <laughs> Although I can't put him on IR, so that would be kind of a roster, uh, you know, whatever that word is I'm looking for. Understood. Roster crunch. What else have we got on the docket? Yeah, so uh, the main thing I wanted to talk about is we have two games left in the regular season, and um, I wanted to go through the uh, playoff picture. Um, I created a little bit of a a playoff matrix that that after the pod is released, I will share with the league. But essentially, it's, um, you know, the current standings with uh, the division wins, which is one of the – the first tiebreakers and it has every team's remaining opponents. And, you know, if you plug in who wins, what what matchups, it'll calculate um, potential final standings. And I used it a little bit to see who is still alive, who's out and who has uh, some tiebreakers over uh, who. Um, So yeah, go ahead. Using your fancy matrix. Is there any scenario in which Plots makes the playoffs? There are actually several. Oh, okay. Um, you know, let, let's start right there. So, um, bad guys division. Currently, we have Andrew and Brad seven and four, and I went through countless simulations, and unfortunately, based off of even though the math works out um, the based off of who plays who, 
there is no way for them to be eliminated for the, from the playoffs. So congrats. You guys are both in. I, I already hear Brad celebrating. Yeah, I mean, he. I think he clinched in week two when he won that championship. Um, we all remember. So uh, this has just been, uh, you know, two straight months of him celebrating. Indeed. Um, moving on. Uh, so the the three and four seed um, are still up for grabs. Not that Brad and Andrew are locked into one, two, but um, the, the last two spots are free. And they're, all four teams are alive. Um, starting from the bottom up, uh, Plouts at four and seven. Uh, Ron and Groom at five and six. They both have two division wins. And then Herb, you're, uh, you're sitting in the, uh, the best seat in the house right now at six and five. Uh, you also have two division wins. If only I wasn't on um, Matt Stafford's thumb, it'd be even better. <laughs> so there are a couple different scenarios. I mean, you play Ron and Plout. So essentially the two teams that are outside the playoff picture right now looking to get in. So you hold your own destiny in your hands. How do you feel about that? Just like a Friday night. <laughs> Do you do you call it destiny? Well, here's what I'll say. I'm feeling pretty happy. I'm getting my team back up and running. Uh, most of it's coming back. Chubb's doing his thing. Zeke seems to have a pulse. I, I might have to be going with a three running back squad of death. Uh, unless I can somehow talk myself into Henry Ruggs going one for 17 again. But yeah, I don't know. Like, can get a decent quarterback, and my team is healthy. Any given week, I'm feeling decent about it. Um, but I guess those ifs have been insurmountable for me for most of the season. I think at this point, if you have rugs in your lineup, I will accuse you of tanking. Wait, what? <laughs> If I see rugs in your starting lineup, I assume you will be tanking. Uh, I still think he's going to get a deep ball this week. But, yes, I, I don't think he's going to be in there anytime soon. I mean, it's 100% that as soon as you bench him, he's going to have a, a game. But, yeah, I mean, who would have thought that both uh, rugs and Braylon Edwards would be relegated by the likes of Nelson Aguilar? I and Hunter Renfro. On the Aguilar point, the only thing I it's shocking, first off. Secondly, um, I, I saw this article about comparing Aguilar's stats with a couple of games of Carr and like four years of um, Wentz. How bad is Carson Wentz? <laughs> what is going on? So bad. There, I am convinced that Hertz will start by the end of the year. And if not, then I really don't know what Doug Peterson is doing. But um, I mean, this whole topic just made me realize that I, I owe Fox an apology. I just can't yeah, remember what it is. What was that? Oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> so, uh, yeah, moving along. Uh, so, yeah, you have uh, Ron and Plouts as your opponents. Um, Groom, right now, he's uh, tentatively slotted into the 
the four seed, he has to play the one and true Andrew and then Ron. So um, a little bit of, uh, I, I think the last game of the year, him versus Ron, potentially a uh, winner take the last spot. Um, how do you like Groom's chances right now? Um, wait, so Groom's playing Andrew of House Solages this week? That's correct. Oh, that's a tough one. Let me tell you, I was I was merely in his way as he's ascending to the, the Iron Throne. I, I think he's got his eyes set on bigger things. And I, I don't I don't love it for Groom. I, I gotta be honest. Um, the Diggs trade was nice. McLaurin Cup doing their thing. She's not getting a ton at running back. I don't know what Eckler's doing. Um I mean, Matt Ryan's probably not that much better than Matt Stafford at this point in time until he signs with San Francisco next year. Um, yeah, I, I don't the, – the Diggs trade was a good move, but um, if he takes the loss this week, it's going to put him in a tough spot. Yeah, um, he, he's kind of in a similar boat where his quarterback situation is uh, – it looked good on paper with Ryan and Wentz, but – they're both uh, falling apart. Uh, Ryan has, doesn't have great splits without Julio, and he's banged up. And then uh, Wentz is just an abomination. Yes. Um, also, comment, uh, Andrew is undefeated in the, uh, the bad guys division so far this year. So I just see that rolling, you know. Um, hey, Andrew, how undefe- so I just – yeah, he's uh, he, he's obviously going to keep that rolling. Nothing standing in his way from sweeping the division. So, using your fancy matrix, who's out? Uh, right now, Ron is out. He he does have the same record and the same amount of division wins with Groom, but I think he has lost. Um, he lost the head-to-head matchup earlier this year in week two. So, um. He has to play you and, and Groom, so the two guys ahead of him. And he's so, in a, the same situation you are. Yeah, if he wins out, he'll, he'll be in. So who else is out? Uh, Plouts, right now, he, he's, he needs the most to happen for him. He's uh, four and seven um, and only has the one division win that he picked up last week. But uh, he – is playing Brad and yourself, and the ways he get, he gets in are there's three of them. Uh, he scored the most points out of the, I think the whole division, but definitely out of the the four basement teams. But he's looking for a three way tie, a four way tie, or a head to head with Ron, um, and he has either the first or second tiebreaker in all those situations. So. There's a couple of situations where I saw that um, I think four teams could end up with uh, six wins uh, if it played out that way, which would be crazy. And then Plouts would go from the six seed, I think, all the way to the three seed. Um, and then same situation, like uh, Plouts wins out. Um, Ron beats you but lo- and loses the groom. There's a situation where there's three teams tied with uh, six wins. Uh, he'd win that. And then um, if there's a, a situation where you and groom 
kind of shit the bed and it's Ron and Plouts. Uh, Plouts would take that tiebreaker. It's going to be wild and crazy. Yeah. Um, so a lot of infinite scenarios in that division. Um, moving on to the good guys, it's pretty fairly cut and dry. Um, at least who's in the seating is still up for grabs. But um, Tim Presto, both eight and three, both uh, t- only two division wins somehow. But um, they uh, they play this week, which we'll get into. But uh, Tim took the first matchup, and essentially this is for the the division title and the number one seed. Um, it's a big game. Who, who do you? Yeah. Game of the week. Uh, not, not. We'll get into the the specific breakdown, but who do you like uh, taking the top seed in this division? So I know I'm the last person to say this, but Tim's team stinks. <laughs> what happened to his team? I was just looking over his <laughs> roster, and like if Alvin Kamara comes back to earth, Marquise Brown, Jamison Crowder, Carlos Hyde, Will Fuller, DJ Moore. It's not exactly a murderer's row anymore. Um, so, yeah, I, I predict Tim uh, lives up to his name and becomes the minimum viable product. Uh, last night, uh, Tim and I were texting because I was busy making a uh, heroic comeback against him in another league, uh, which I successfully pulled off. But... Um, <laughs> He was texting me in FPL. He's like, apparently Hollywood Brown and Jamison Crowder aren't good anymore. I was confused because it implied that they were good. And I didn't know how to respond, so I just blocked it. I mean, Marquise Brown had that first game he ever played where he went off, and that was pretty cool. So he's got that, which is more than I can say for Browns. But he's got that. Yeah, I think he, uh, I read that he had uh, something like 98 yards of yak in his very first game. And since that game, he has under 90 yards yak total in, for the rest of his career. <laughs> really? <laughs> I just think it was – I was watching that game uh, last week because I had so many uh, players in that matchup. But uh, he keeps bitching about how he's not getting the ball. Lamar throws him – one directly into his hands and he drops it it's like dude shut the fuck up if you're not even gonna catch it like you know you're getting like two balls a game like what are you doing i think we should go into the matchups i don't know if your division's that interesting to talk about yeah i just a couple of points i wanted to throw out there but uh after tim and presto both starting eight and one then they've both lost two straight um Fox, you know, looks like a powerhouse. I think he, he's won three or four straight. He's he he's locked into the playoffs, but uh, likely the number three seed. Uh, Fox and I are playing this week. Um, he has the tiebreaker right now. If I I do have the potential to move up to number uh, three seed, um, but um, don't Adam is still alive. He's two games behind me, and he won our first matchup. But he needs me to. Uh, lose this week and then add him to beat the Maloofs and then beat me head to head, which 
you know, it's not a crazy scenario, but um, we, we all thought Adam was, you know, tanking, but he is still gasping uh, for, for uh, playoff eligibility. Yeah. I, Any comments or move to the matchups? Um, I was trying to figure out the angle for some kind of an Adam joke about how he doesn't guess for anything, but <laughs> I get nothing. Uh, yeah, I mean, his team is interesting next year, but I don't really think he's a, a factor anymore in this season. It would be very hilarious if he still somehow snuck into the playoffs, especially since yours truly criticized his uh, trades uh, heavily and have become somewhat confident on their uh, three-game win streak. But we'll see how it goes. All right. All right so uh, moving on to the matchups, uh, we'll start with the what we both think is the game of the week, uh, Tim versus Presto. Right. So again, um, in summary, teams, Tim's team stinks. Uh, but, you know, he's proven to be a hell of a coach. So I'll see what he's, what he's thinking, his mindset. We have to dictate the tempo. MVPs, coach Tim Carlson says. Mm, okay, well, uh, Let's see what Presto has to say. When these two teams get together, you can throw out the records. Well, Presto, we can't quite throw out the records because this is for the division title, so that's kind of important. All right. Anyways, um, Tim's got uh, the grandfather of time himself, Tom Brady. Presto went the opposite way. He's got Herbert. Looking good for Presto. We got Carlos Hyde and Alvin Kamara going up against Hunt and Ronald Jones. That actually might almost be a wash if Kamara does what Kamara does. Um, I got to say, though, Ronald Jones, that was, that was a spirited run he had last week. Um, again, then we have Tim's murderer's row of wide receivers, Hollywood Brown, Jamison Crowder, Will Fuller, DJ Moore. Uh, Presto... Oh, sorry. Presto has a third running back in at Miles Sanders. Going Corey Davis, Kenny Galladay, Curtis Samuel. The uh, Galladay, I, uh, he's being optimistic. Um, that that would be exciting news. Uh, but these are the first place teams. <laughs> uh, this is wow. I mean, I don't know if they're rolling into the playoffs uh, at full strength, if you will. Um, all things considered, I, I guess we got to watch. Galladay, if Galladay played, I think Presto takes this easily. If he doesn't play, I'm still going to go Presto. I just, I'm not feeling it for Tim. I'm going Presto. Thoughts? Yeah, I I remember looking at Tim's roster and thinking it was more formidable. Um, obviously, he's without uh, Chris Carson, which hasn't helped. I mean, Carlos Hyde had a decent game, but can you really expect that week to week? I don't know. Um, Allen Robinson is off a bye, so that helps, um, I guess. I mean, I, lo- I love Allen Robinson, but that quarterback situation is terrible. Um, I kind of like the uh, both defenses for this week, um, but I really I, – I, I agree that uh, 
Presto, I think Herbert's just been killing it. I mean, he gets to go against a bum defense this week, uh, Buffalo Bills. So, I, I like Presto. All right, two for Presto. You want um, Adam versus the Maloofs or Prometheus? First, the Masters of Karate. I don't even know what's left for me to say anymore. I, I guess I'll have to start there. Um, all right. So uh, let's let's assess the teams quickly. You know, you made a big move for Rodgers. He's got Allen. He's got Jones that he just made for Devontae Adams. So Packers heavy. You already mentioned your, your Packers card. That's interesting. Um, James Robertson, DeAndre Swift, looking good. Wide receivers are solid as always, but Fox is no slouch. Uh, and then, you know, I think if I'm, if I'm going to study the mindset, uh, Fox, we got to crank it up. You know, he might be on to something there. That, okay, I get it. He, he's taking this game seriously. He's getting ready. This is our watershed game, Prometheus coach Sean Putnam said. You know what? You actually, you might be correct. This might be for all the marbles. Uh, we already discussed how Adam is breathing down your neck, so the pressure is mounting. <laughs> I'm going to take Prometheus because he outfoxed the league with a Taysom Hill pick. Taysom Hill at the tight end is hilarious to me. <laughs> it's actually kind of surprising how few people did when there was a rigorous debate about his eligibility status before. Uh, he went on the waivers, and you pretty much got him for free. So I guess all I can say to that is kudos, and I think that's going to tip you over the edge and take it home. You're going to take down Fox. Um, yeah, I think this is a, sort of a, a playoff, possible playoff uh, preview. There's not a lot that can happen really on either side uh, dependent on this outcome, although – I could fully clinch my playoff spot if I win, but um, it'll be a fun matchup. Uh, I think both both these teams as the three and potential four seed. I, you know, just going back to your point about uh, Tim and Presto, I would not want to be one of those two teams um, as a higher seed and alleged favorite to play either one of our teams right now. Um, Fox has you know, top player at quarterback. Now at running back, he has Devontae Adams and uh, Keenan Allen are just murdering people. Can you imagine what Fox would be feeling like if he had actually moved Keenan Allen when he thought Tyrod was going to be the quarterback the whole year? Like we were all making fun of him, but now he's dropping 10 catches for 100 yards in the first half. It's yeah, insane. I've thought about that scenario a couple um, times this season. Um for anyone who doesn't know the backstory, Fox was talking to anyone who would even like give him a moderate, uh, that's not the right word, but like an ounce of respect for Keaton Allen. And nobody respected him. We're all like, get out of here. We're not going to give you like even wide receiver 15 prices for that guy. Look at who his quarterback is. Yeah, that would have been a steal. The best part, I, I, said, I think I said the best part, I meant the best part was, um, he, he would just – the way he would ask you, like, what? What's – what? There's nothing wrong with him. He's he's still elite. But, I mean, we've all seen – It's Tyrone the rare play. case where you say he's still elite and it turns out to be true. Uh, 
may I introduce you to Ezekiel Elliott? <laughs> yes. Do we have to talk about the next um, one? I think we owe it to just, you know, mention at least two of the players. Wait, I'm sorry? Just mention like two of the players and we'll, well move on. Actually, let me, let me go to the quotes. That could be something in there that could be interesting. Uh, all right, so getting to it, we have the Texas State next year's versus the Maloof brothers. Dose. All right, so Texas State. There's bad blood between these two teams. Texas State Armadillo's coach, Adam, said. We have come together as a team, the Maloof brothers said. That's interesting. Was there tension amongst the ranks over in the Maloof brothers? Is did, very apt headline. Did Matt win his power struggle to at least have equal status? This is what I'm curious about. But I guess we'll have to talk about the matchup. Um, Lamar Jackson, you know, he doesn't look terrible, but clearly something is not the same. I, I do think there's something to. Uh, I think the offensive coordinator, uh, what's his name? Yeah. Roman, Greg Roman. I feel like he's good for a couple of years and then it goes flat. And I say this because it's pretty much exactly what happened in San Francisco. So I'm curious if there's a case of that, or if the receivers are bums or if it's a Lamar regression. Uh, but I don't know. Not the same team. Um, Amari Cooper, I guess, is still a thing. Justin Jefferson actually turned out to be a hell of a pick, so kudos there. Michael Thomas, I guess, might be coming back with a tight end throwing to him, so that's a losing play. Um, (laughs) Judy, Mike Williams, not a bad combo for the future over on Adam's side, but like, not really going to do too much this year. And then, like, I don't understand T.Y. Hilton anymore, but he's in the lineup. So Adam maybe breaks 100 points, moves win by five. Wow. I, I actually think that um, Adam probably takes this, and I don't really have a strong feeling as to why. Um, but Bob Tanyan, that's yeah, all I got. Hell of a quarterback throwing him the ball. <laughs> Indeed. Um, I, I think, uh, Watson probably has another pretty big game on Thanksgiving, but, um, it looks like the, uh, steal of the draft is starting to take over. Um, he had a, a good game Sunday night, uh, tough matchup against the Bucks this week, but, uh, speaking of Thanksgiving football, looking forward to it. What, mm-hmm. what, what's your situation? What are you eating? Um, I'm holding it a little bit close to the vest, but I am uh, I'm attempting to smoke I mean, my first turkey. It's only us listening, so I think you're okay. <laughs> I I'm uh, I'm hoping it'll turn out. Um, we'll see Smoking how it goes, but table? yeah, I'm pretty pumped. Um, nice, indeed. I have. Um, I have some more details that uh, will uh, spice it up, but uh, yeah, I've got a uh, little bit of a, a secret uh, recipe that I'm going to try. It involves uh, 
some uh, some liquor, and nice. we'll see how it goes. That sounds lovely. You'll be uh, you'll be watching the game yeah. with, uh, at your I'll brother's in Texas, doing the exact opposite of you. I think we'll we'll do some catering, maybe get some pre-made dishes on the side. Since you are in the Dallas area and they have a home game, will there be any tailgating? Because that could be interesting, especially amid a, yeah, a pandemic. There will be no tailgating for myself. Uh, I am going out. I'm participating in society, but we are feeling each situation out. <laughs> Do we see people there? All right, let's go to the next thing. Is there no people there? All right, we can spend a little time here. So, no, I'll probably not be tailgating. Fair enough. Um, I don't know how to transition from that, but um, move on to the uh, bad guys matchups. First one on the docket is Plouts versus Brad, one of our older rivalries in the uh, in the league. Um, I saw that uh, Plouts had already started the trash talking this morning, uh, calling out, uh, making a dad joke that uh, Adam's not feeling too well. Um, nice. <laughs> um, I man, Brad's team. It's like I know he's been putting up solid points every week, but outside of Russ, it's just tough to look at. Um. I, I will give it that, um, you know, Deontay has been playing better than the Steelers' fourth wide receiver. But, I mean, 11 catches for under or under 10 yards per reception, I mean, that's weak. I mean, okay, you got 20 point fantasy points out of it, but get those, uh, those yards per touch up, man. Um, Julio? perpetually questionable no different this week um we'll see if he plays um travis fulgham that uh that cinderella story seems to have uh gone and passed but he's playing the seahawks defense so i mean i would say 30 points is within reach um mike davis still still hanging in there uh McCaffrey doesn't look like he's coming back anytime soon. And right now he's got Miles Gaskin uh, coming back. At, presumably Brad is hopeful he'll come off of IR. Um, Plout's got 100 points from his four wide receivers last week. That's incredible. Um, he tried to drop Aguilar. And uh, just because of a, a rules technicality, he was able to keep him, which ended up being the difference of uh, somewhere – around 15 points. So uh, once again, Plouts, his own worst enemy. Uh, Tyreek, Lockett, Woods, all in favorable matchups um, or just balling out. So uh, he looks like he's rolling with Mahomes against the, the Bucks defense. That's going to be the, the game of the week. I I don't love Plouts's, uh running backs in Bellage and McKissick, too. but I still – I, I still like Plouts. What, what do you see in this matchup? Travis Fulgham. I, I still think he's good. I just think Wentz is terrible. So, I, I don't know. He, he might have something there. Um, starting Miles Gaskin right now feels like a 
desperation move. Uh, yeah, it's amazing that Plout's got a hundred points from those from those guys, but he's got he's got Tyler Ballplayer Lockett, so you can never rule him out there. Um, Wilson versus Mahomes, like it must be nice to click submit with one of those guys on your team. That that's got to be a good feeling. Um, yeah, I don't know. Like I, I'm leaning, I'm leaning plots. And it's funny because the Aguilar move, just the way that the FPL crumbles, it feels like that could be the move that tips over the scales and somehow gets him into the playoffs. Yeah, I mean he's playing the Falcons this week, so another, another good matchup. Uh, presumably, we will be spelling his name with zeros. Can't wait. Uh, yep. Um, so next matchup, you and the Firemen versus Ronnie and the Renegades. Um, you have quite a few uh, Thanksgiving matchups. Um, Stafford, Hawkinson, Metcalf. Or not Metcalf, uh, Ezekiel. Um, so you have a, a nice solid Thursday of tilting ahead of you, I'm sure. Um, you heard the news that, um, every Ravens running back other than Gus did, died, right? But do I start him over Zeke Chubb or even Molster? I wouldn't say over those two, but right now you have Ruggs who stinks and Ayuk who's on COVID list. I don't, I don't know how I that pans out, but well. just throwing that out there. I don't think I used on the COVID. Sorry. List. I see the the Red he Sea next to his name. Played. Oh. Yeah, he 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 was put back on there a, a few days ago. Okay. Can I start four breaking or... news? You can certainly start four? three. Although I'm starting two quarterbacks, so are there any rules in this league? Probably well, not. Roster lineup to be determined. Okay, so I'll move on to Ron. He, he has the newly acquired Tannehill. Um, Jacobs and Taylor both uh, coming on um, and have pretty good matchups. We'll see how his uh, wide receivers shake up after the newly acquired uh, Slayton. Uh, whether he makes the lineup against the Bengals, they haven't been very good. Um, Hopkins versus the Pats would be a fun matchup of uh, Hopkins versus uh, Gilmore. Um, Darren Waller's been balling out too. Um, Hayden Hurst, man, he had such a good matchup and put up a goose egg last week. Not that I'm uh, tilting about it because I played him in DFS or anything, but um, – a lot of question marks in both lineups right now. I am, I think it's going to be very close. Maybe the first one to 100 wins. I'm going to tentatively pick Ron. Thank you. <laughs> you know, uh, help your uh, broadcast partner out. Uh, any, anything else you um, want to add? I hope he doesn't beat me by 4.73 points again. That's really, I don't know, like, I just hope I can start a competitive roster. <laughs> That's my goal in the given week anymore. 
You need, you need to hit 100 points. Well, it's been a bit. Thankfully, I have the Dolphins defense terrorizing everyone. That, that was uh, a really surprising outcome. But uh, they get the Jets this week. So uh, it would make sense for them to uh, score a lot of points against the Jets fan. I can't wait. Um, last matchup of the week, Andrew and the Baltic Thunder versus Groom and the Rough Riders. Um, you know, uh, Andrew's roster is just uh, <laughs> solid from top to bottom, minus uh, Gusecki. But uh, I really tried to get into his head last week with uh, questioning what uh, what wide receivers he was going to play. Um, I did receive some. Uh, side chat information on that that uh, he was none too pleased. So um, I, again, you know, Antonio Brown, uh, I think turning multiple catches into uh, four yard gains last night. Um, I think he's the new Trent Richardson of wide receivers. Um, keep bragging about that. Um, he, he called his shot that he was going to score, I think over 18 points and finished with 13. I yeah. have to joke. What a difference maker. Antonio Brown is so annoying. <laughs> I can't believe this is really happening on a team that has Godwins and Mike Evans and even Scotty Miller. Like, what, what are you thinking throwing this guy into the mix in like week 10? And the team just doesn't look good. Um, I just don't think this ends well. Yeah, I, <laughs> I'm just waiting for, like, every week, uh, it, just some crazy story coming out about what he did, too. Um, I really, really thought that the Karens of the world at his HOA were going to bring him down, but we'll, we'll see if that uh, actually happens. Um, uh, Andrew Helselagis slowly turning into Rudy Giuliani defending Donald Trump in front of a hardware store. Turning into that's what he's been the last year. At some point, Antonio Brown is going to turn on Andrew, just like Trump is turning on Giuliani, and it's going to be great. <laughs> Looking at a uh, groom's roster, um, Stefan Diggs makes uh, makes his debut. Um, you know the wide receivers look. Pretty damn solid. Cooper Cup was balling last night. Uh, had 10 catches for over 100 yards in the first half. McLaurin, he's been nasty. Um, Ridley, um, as long as he's healthy, he's been rock star. But um, that's kind of where the good times end for Groom. Um, Connor, like he has, like in the world of running backs as they are, he's fine. But it just seems like he should, he should be scoring a lot more points. Um, Wayne Gallman, you know, kind of won the guy away from me. He's been uh, pretty damn solid the last month. Um, and he fits in perfectly to what Groom needs right now until Eckler comes back. But uh, Matt Ryan, big question mark. Goddard, he, he showed some signs of life finally coming back from injury, but uh, tied the Wentz, I don't know. And the uh, 
the Ravens defense hasn't been as stout as they had been a tough matchup against the undefeated Steelers. I, uh, I like the Baltic thunder in this one. No, both teams got a legitimate shot, but it's hard to bet against Antonio Brown anymore. I, I think Chase Claypool is just going to continue to make me look like an idiot. That is a tough one. It, it's just funny that um, out of all people, Andrew has two rookies leading him um, on his uh, ascent up the, the power rankings. Um, the guy who hates rookies and, and dr- the old dog draft picks in general. But, um, Andrew House Lodges. <laughs> is there anything else you would like to add to this this week's pod? <laughs> um, so next week, I think the plan is we have the trade deadline on Wednesday. I can tell you for sure that I do not want to be recording then because it's a potential nightmare. But I think uh, if we can get get together on Tuesday, break down the, uh, some potential trades or who's on the block. That might be uh, something that people are into. Yes. <laughs> I think you're, yeah, we'll, we'll see if that can happen. I think, you know, Plouts is very openly uh, trying to move one of his quarterbacks. He's very um, reasonable to deal with. Um, he's not looking for, for much at all. So I think, uh, there's a potential scenario where you give up um, your house and any future assets that you may acquire, and uh, you can have Kyler Murray and his, as long his as broken it shoulder right gives now. Me another second place finish in the FPL, I'll consider it. All right, so uh, that'll do it for this week. Till next week, uh, good luck to everyone uh, fighting Wait. for those playoff positions.